Welcome to the Zeal Interestings podcast, where we discuss an interesting article or link from this week. I'm your host for this week, Chris White. To my geographical left is your co-host for this week, Emma Castor. Hey there, how's it going, everybody? This week, we're discussing an article called Is Group Chat Making You Sweat? from Jason Freed of Basecamp. If you want to follow along, you'll find the link to the article in our show notes. Emma, can you give us a summary of what the article is talking about? Yeah, of course. So Jason Freed obviously has a lot of experience with chat because Basecamp has been working through team management and team communication for a long time. And he's got a lot of opinions about why chat should not be the end-all be-all resource for teams communicating. He's got a nice long list of Things that cause problems, including divided attention from group chat notifications, concerns about like having an ASAP culture where everybody is expected to respond at the same time or like immediately after receiving a ping. And one of the big ones for him was thinking one line at a time rather than one thought at a time. So we had some interesting opinions. And to give you some context, so Zeal is a fairly small team. I think at our largest, we were about 20, but currently we're about 12 full-time employees. And we use Slack for most of our conversation. Right. And so we had a great discussion yesterday about just how we're using Slack internally and how people are feeling about... This article is great because it kind of spawned off a great conversation about how we use Slack internally and just how people were feeling about it and how comfortable they were with it. And I think that overall, we concluded that everyone was fairly comfortable with the way we were doing it. But I think that was super helpful because it brought out some things that people were uncertain about, like that ASAP culture question. Yeah. So let's talk about the ASAP culture a little bit. So the idea behind that is when you send out a message, like chat is very synchronous. So the expectation would be like if you ping someone, they're going to get back to you right away. And that can be a problem, especially for distributed teams. We are across six states and three time zones. No, more than that. Yeah, it's like four time zones now. Cause we have, four time zones. Yeah, we have yes, somebody in Hawaii have, too. That's right. Yeah, so that can be really challenging for distributed teams. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like when I ping someone, I don't expect them to get back to me right away. I'm kind of just like, all right, here's some information. Call me back when you have a chance. But for myself, like I don't have that same expectation of myself. I feel guilty if I'm in the zone and then I see like 20 minutes later, I've missed somebody asking me something. Right, right, right. Whenever you're sending that message, you're like, they can get back to me when they get back to me. If they're available now, that's great. Then I'll be unstuck. But, you know, on the other side, you're like, well, I want to get back to people instantaneously because I don't want to feel bad about like people being held up by something they were waiting from for me. And that kind of like disconnect is, is just good to talk about. I feel much more comfortable with that concept after having talked about it as a team. Yeah, so I think you can kind of mitigate this problem by everybody being on the same page. Like having the team expectation that it's not a problem if you don't get back to someone right away, but you know, trying to respond like in a timely manner, get people unstuck if they're needing to be unstuck, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that we came to a kind of a good group understanding of it, which made me feel more comfortable about it. Yeah. What about the uh, thinking, there was a line in there about thinking one line at a time rather than one thought at a time. How would you read out of that? So this is another thing that I don't feel like is really that much of a problem for our team. Jason Freed's idea is basically when you have the pressure to contribute to a conversation that's happening like right there, right in front of you, you want to get out your thoughts, like kind of word vomited out without having the time to fully explain your point of view or like think through the argument that you want to make. So like having a conversation or like making points one thought at a time rather than, or one line at a time rather than like having the whole thought out thought means that you don't fully communicate yourself 
because there's so much pressure to just chime in. Yeah. A lot of our conversations about like engineering kind of decisions or like what tools we want to use, those sorts of conversations do tend to like start on Slack. But I feel like when a lot of people get kind of invested in those conversations or feel really, you know, sometimes those are like two lines is like, oh, hey, I found this cool tool. And everybody's like, high five. Yeah, but, definitely. You know, but sometimes it's like, hey, I found this different way of configuring our projects. I have strong feelings about this. I think we should adopt this. And then that kind of spawns off more discussion. I think I feel like there's been a bit of discomfort within Zeal about only getting that sort of hard work of, of hashing those things out done on Slack alone. I think we've become more diligent about just saying, hey, let's let's push this out to our weekly engineering meeting where we can have a more in-depth conversation about it and kind of let everyone air out what they're feeling and how they want, what, what their, you know, kind of motivations are and what explain themselves in a more full way. Yeah, definitely. So Jason Freed's solution for this is writing posts in Basecamp, or I don't know if it's Campfire. I don't actually know exactly which tool it is. But the idea is kind of more of a forum-based means of communication where people can leave commentary and write up posts that are more expressive because they're not pressured to get their thoughts out right there before the chat moves ahead. I right. think like we don't have a forum tool like that. We've talked about maybe implementing that at some point, but for me, I don't think we really need it right now. However, like some things like in terms of internal projects and documentation, we're getting a lot better about using GitHub to discuss issues. And like you mentioned before, we'll oftentimes like put a pin in something and come back and revisit it at our weekly meetings. Definitely, definitely. I feel like those I feel like those kind of deeper conversations where it's like multiple preferences kind of converging that Slack might not be the best platform for that or just group chat in general. But PRs or weekly meetings, I, I can definitely see the argument for that's a better avenue for getting everything out into the open and getting all of your thoughts into one place. I feel like that's good feedback. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to mention, though, is like when we're putting a pin in something to revisit at our weekly meetings, we don't have a written log of those meetings. And so in some cases, like using Slack to communicate, if you might take a lot to scroll up to where the conversation was happening. But since we're paying for a Slack subscription, we have unlimited history, we're able to actually like see the ideas that were presented in the chat. So that for me is like one reason maybe using chat is a good idea. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I haven't really thought about it too much, but feels like missing one of our retros or one of our engineering meetings. There's a lot of missing context from those, even even like our daily standups. Like sometimes I'll be gone for a week and come back and there's kind of like this thing that's been out there for the week, but I wasn't aware of because it was never mentioned in Slack. Definitely. So recording meetings, maybe a different topic. Right. Absolutely a different topic. Yeah. Absolutely. So another big issue that Jason Freed had with this is um, feeling like you have to be available all the time. So being on chat and being like being a little green dot is kind of like the new button seat. Do you have an opinion on this? That's a great question. I've never personally felt a lot of pressure to be kind of available or a green dot on chat. And sometimes I will just shut off Slack when I'm trying to get like focused, especially when I'm working on something individually rather than pairing. When I'm pairing, like, you know, your attention is fully uh, tied together with your pair. But when I'm working in a solo way, having Slack just open and seeing that little red dot in my taskbar is totally going to take me out of my kind of flow of concentration. So just closing Slack down, I feel makes me comfortable. I do feel that pressure of like saying, well, if I'm actually starting my day at eight, 
you know, maybe it would be good if I let people know that I was, you know, getting started. And that's something that's kind of culturally inside of our, our company where, where just when you're signing in and signing out, you would acknowledge that. And so that kind of feels like a weird pressure that isn't necessarily true, right? But uh, outside of that, I don't feel, I don't personally feel a lot of pressure to be on, but I do feel like, I feel like the expectation is there that I will eventually look at Slack. And so there, there's kind of that pressure to, to be in the loop on there. Yeah, I feel like for me, like I maybe it's a self-imposed pressure that I feel like my little green dot needs to be available when I'm working. And if my little green dot is not there, it's going to look like I'm not working because I'm I'm by myself working in my house. But after communicating with the team, it sounds like that's not the impression that, you know, my coworkers have of me. So, I know I'm definitely distracted by by Slack and by like seeing that little red dot with a new notification. So after kind of discussing it with the team, I am planning on experimenting on muting notifications and that sort of thing. Definitely, definitely. And you had a good idea earlier with your taskbar of hiding it and not making that just part of something you see every day. Yeah. So normally like my dock is always open, just fixed on one of my screens, but I've turned on the setting that allows me to automatically like hide and show my dock. And immediately it's like, I'm not I'm not looking at Slack, and so I'm not tempted to go and open it when you know something comes up that's completely irrelevant to what I'm working on. Yeah, I've never been a dock hider in the past, but I, I'm definitely going to try that right after this because that sounds that sounds pretty amazing. Get rid of the little red dot. Yeah, definitely. And yes. like you know, you can mute notifications as well. You can set do not disturb for a period of time. I think there's even ways to programmatically like say like don't bother me for 45 minutes, and then you know after that time is up, then maybe you go and check in see if anybody needed you, or you know obviously ping somebody if you need help with something, but don't have that expectation that they're going to get back to you right away. Definitely. Definitely. I feel like it was so valuable just to have a conversation as a team about what everyone's expectations are. Like, I guess that works for just kind of any topic, but if there's ever any doubt or, or question of what people's expectations are for like your, your butt in your seat or like how you're working or anything like that, just making, just like airing that out is a big game changer. Yeah. Do you think that there were any learnings or things that you took away from the article that you want to implement on our team? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know if it was necessarily explicitly mentioned in the article, but just that concept of not always being online is is great. And also, uh, I saw a suggestion in the article to write it up. Like, if you if there's something that is kind of becoming a bigger conversation, instead of having that conversation in Slack and kind of line by line hashing out what what your kind of thoughts are, it might be better to to like write it up in a GitHub pull request or like some some sort of forum. We, we don't necessarily have in our company but yeah yeah it, that, that was probably my biggest takeaway yeah it feels like if there is a need for that or if any of these things become particularly painful that would be something we would want to experiment with in the future yeah definitely and just managing that distraction level like if something is taking out of your flow just cut it out chop it right out of your life yeah definitely yeah any other takeaways that you had from the article i think that a lot of his points were definitely applicable for a larger team but because we're so small, we don't have a ton of channels that are like very distracting. And I think like for the most part as well, we don't have too many channels that a lot of things are going on at a time. Now, I'm one of those people who has to check every notification. Right, right, so right. like I'm definitely one to like catch up and make sure that like, you know, the little red dot goes away. But I learned that like that doesn't have to happen all at the same time. 
right? Some people are, are comfortable with different levels of notification spam, right? Like uh, Jason Harrison, one, one of our fellow Zeal employees, he always has like 50 tabs open and, uh, you know, thousands of unread emails and, and he's in like a dozen slacks. And so I feel like either he's incredibly distracted all the time or he's kind of figured out a way to be mentally okay with it. Well, his solution is kind of that he tunes out everything and like we'll periodically check in uh make sure that there's nothing on our channel that he's missed but for the most part it's just like there's there's always something he's not up on and he's comfortable with that i'm not comfortable with that at all right 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 i think it's the personality difference definitely definitely yeah well i think that might be a great place to wrap up yeah i agree yeah so thank you everyone so much for listening yeah this was so fun chris thanks for talking to me about this this was a super interesting article Thank you for being my first co-host, Emma. Yeah, you bet. It's been great. If you want to follow Zeal and hear some more interestings, please sign up for our newsletter at codingzeal.com slash interestings or follow us on Twitter at CodingZeal. And thank you so much for listening.